to episode 34 of the Brown and Black Podcast. My name is Jack Rico. And I'm Mike Sargent. And every week we take a look at race and pop culture through a brown and black lens. First of all, congratulations on being in the Hollywood Reporter today. Woke up, saw the news that the Black Film Critics Circle, which you uh, and Wilson Morales are co-founders of, named Ma Rainey's Black Bottom the best film of the year. It's an exclusive on the Hollywood Reporter. You were quoted in it. Brother, tell me uh, a little bit about the article itself and how you guys ended up picking Ma Rainey over, let's say, One Night in Miami. Well, you know, One Night in Miami, we did for the first time, or actually for the second time in our 10-year history, we actually had a tie for Best Director, and it was for Nomadland's Chloe Zhao and One Night in Miami's Regina King. See, this is the beautiful thing about the uh, having a Black Films critic circle that's going on 10 years strong now is that I belong to two organizations, uh, three organizations, two of them, Ma Rainey isn't even in the top 10. Interesting. Interesting. And that, that, that kills me. If you, if you actually want to mention that topic, I'll go there. I'll just say that because the black film critics circle is all black film critics or mostly black film critics, because we have some Latino film critics in there as well, but it is an organization where unified, we have strength unified. We can get in Hollywood reporter and, and voice our opinion. And like you said, acknowledge or, or more importantly, shine a light on a film like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. If you've got an industry that's dominated by white males and, and white people and the stars and the money and the, the writers and the directors are mostly white and then the critics are mostly white, their views, their choices, the things they're going to gravitate towards are going to be the things they see and the things they like best. And that's what they care about. Because movies and art is subjective. So depending on the people and the type of people, I mean, this is like a jury at a court. You know how sometimes the lawyers kind of rig it to have a black jury or a white jury, depending on uh, the prosecution. This is what it's all about. And I think this is one also one of the problems about social media and America and probably the rest of the world is that like-minded thinking needs to be constantly reinforced. So this truth absolutely exists, maybe scientifically, like one plus one equals two, like mathematically, but there is relative truth versus absolute truth. And that relative truth seems to be gaining a lot of strength and heft into our psychology, into the way we interact with things. And fuck, Mike, our reality of things. Well, I'm glad you said that because I'll go further to say that art influences reality. Art may try to imitate reality, but art influences reality, I think, even more. And Yeah, look at Birth of a Nation. There it is. And even further, coming into where we are today with what has just happened, what has just transpired, you know, we're going to get into it, but pop culture and politics, we've had a pop culture president. Those two worlds meet, but do they collide or do they coexist?
So the inauguration happened this week and it was broken down, I think, within a five day span. And it culminated with an inauguration that happened on a primetime special hosted by Tom Hanks. But before that, during the actual inauguration, Lady Gaga performed and Jennifer Lopez performed. And I want to talk about the Jennifer Lopez performance in particular. A lot of praise for her being selected, a lot of praise for her speaking Spanish, a lot of praise for her singing voice, which actually I think she's gotten a lot better throughout the years. You know, one of her big criticisms, I guess, uh, as her overall talent, she can do anything. She's a multi-hyphenate, but her singing was the weakest link, a lot of people thought. Now, it just seems to be uh, that no longer. I mean, she, she's a good singer now. The problem was, and there was a report, an article that was written in uh, on Yahoo that talked about that Twitter had a problem with a self-serving aspect of the performance where she kind of squeezed in uh, Let's Get Loud, which is an old classic hit that she had sung years ago. And it's a part of a repertoire of concerts. It's a party song. One Twitter person said that that slip in there wasn't a slip. That was deliberate, and it's part of her Puerto Rican heritage, and it was a form of uniting people. True, I get it, but here's the problem with that. Why did she have to slip it in during the inauguration? Why couldn't you leave that as a pure moment, Mike? And I think it speaks to the self-serving aspects of of Jennifer Lopez. I think Jennifer just thinks about how can I improve upon the Jennifer Lopez brand? We can talk about how she's 50 and she feels like she needs to rush and get every single event and every single possible branding of the Jennifer Lopez before it evaporates. But 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 that's also self-defeating. She could go on till 80, you know, being super relevant. I just think she's overexposed. I think she did the Super Bowl, New Year's Eve, the inaugural event. Uh, she's promoting Jennifer Lopez. And I think that moment meant so much more to America than promoting Jennifer Lopez and having her get some royalties off of the song. Uh, I, I think it was a fail on that part. I think overall it was good. But that moment really says a lot about Jennifer Lopez having to constantly be only about Jennifer Lopez. I want to respond to so many things you said there, but first of all, Jennifer Lopez is a product of our culture. You know, she is what she is. I, and I will preface this all to say, I'm not a Jennifer Lopez fan. I don't really care about Jennifer Lopez. So she doesn't really affect me uh, one way or the other. But as an artist, you ask a poet to perform, they're going to do some poetry. If you ask a singer to sing, they're going to sing. And if you have the world as your stage, the world, we're talking the world, not, it's not just America that's watching this inauguration. The planet is watching. The planet is watching. I'm getting up there. The planet is watching. What am I going to do? I'm going to sing this song for the country I live in and I'm an American, all that, but I'm also going to give a shout out to my people. I'm going to say something in Spanish. Boom. Yes. I'm an artist. The way I express myself is through song. And this song means this to me out loud that has a meaning like you said it has a it's a unifying meaning it's 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 a dance song what on earth is wrong with dancing even bringing up any dance song if she brought up a donna summer song 
in there. What is wrong with wanting to party and dance at the fact that Biden's coming in? So I have no problem with that. And then in terms of it being self-serving, of course, it's self-serving. What the hell? What? Let's be real about the country we live in and what she is. She's not writing protest songs. She doesn't do that. She writes dance songs. Yeah, but this is in Las Vegas, man. Dude, this is what she is. They booked her. They did not book some, but that's like saying, you know, well, the, the, you know, that's what Vogue is. And Kamala Harris should just be like yeah, happy with the cover you, that she got. You could say that. Sure. If I'm going to be on the cover of Vogue, I may be subject to these racist lens of what a black woman is. Right. You could say that. Sure. Yes. But again, the other thing you mentioned is that she's at this thing where she's trying to do as much as she can, as quick as she can. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Because guess what? She is 50 or 50 plus, And she only has so much time before she like all artists, unfortunately, loses relevance. And to stay and to be relevant for decades is not an easy thing. Just ask Paul McCartney. So but I'm it's just suffocating. saying. It's suffocating. It's a little I, suffocating to me, the relentlessness of her mm. wanting to stay relevant. It almost feels like a disease, Mike. That's what uh, I'm getting at. That's a whole other conversation. But she she's not the only one who has that disease. Uh, there wouldn't be all this plastic surgery in Hollywood if everybody was not. No, trying no, to no. Stay. But not everybody is 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 a part of a daily story for for what seems eternity. There's a lot of people that would <laughs> wish to have the relevancy that she does. Not even Madonna yep. has it, man. Nope. Um, Jennifer Lopez, I think, is the most exposed in terms of press coverage. A celebrity on the planet. I mean, she rivals anyone, the Kardashians, anyone, Kanye, Beyonce. She's more relevant. That's than no a- small feat. I, but I know, but why do you need that much relevancy, Mike? Why? Well, Who needs okay. that amount? Okay. I, I, I wouldn't, I would dare say maybe nobody does, but if someone is going to be that relevant, would you rather it be a white performer or would you rather it be a Latina? defining moments i think of the inauguration and you know you said a holy moment and and the beauty coming back to what we were talking about earlier where culture and the return of culture the return of art as part of the narrative was amanda gorman and her poem let's just hear a snippet of it when day comes we ask ourselves where can we find light in this never-ending shade The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace. And the norms and notions of what just is, isn't always just is. And yet the dawn is ours before we knew it. Somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, 
but simply unfinished. We, the successors of a country and a time where a skinny black girl descended from slaves and raised by a single mother can dream of becoming president only to find herself reciting for one. And yes, we are far from polished, far from pristine, but that doesn't mean we are striving to form a union that is perfect. We are striving to forge our union with purpose, to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. I think the interviews that she's been doing, I don't know if you saw the Anderson Cooper and there are a number of them where she's just an amazing, amazing talent. She's literally a beacon. And I think that her poem was enormously powerful, but it also reminds us, and and this is something, you know, you were mentioning before when we were talking about Jennifer Lopez, she's someone I think who reminds us the power of words. And when you have the world stage, when you have people's attention, you should be saying something. And are you going to say something that you know, are you going to say, don't forget to buy my book? Or are you going to say, we need to be more? And I think she said some super powerful things. I, I read one article that said, you know, she she's going to run for president in 2036. And I'd already vote for her just based on that poem alone. Yeah, she's 22 years old out of L.A. I believe she's a graduate of Harvard. And uh, she has written two books already that have not been released yet, but that through Amazon, after the reading at the inaugural event, have now been pre-sold out. You can't get the book anymore on Amazon, from what I understand. And that's without her saying, buy my book. Right. The poem was beautiful. The fact that she was a black young woman is just astonishing how centered she is, how confident she is. I mean, Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, Oprah. uh, She is the new shining star of the literature and the arts world. And I think that she will forever be famous moving forward. I had a chance to speak to Richard Blanco, who was the Latino immigrant gay Cuban uh, that did the inaugural poem for Obama back in 2013. Right. right. That was a great poem, too. Absolutely. Um, and that poem, I believe it's called One Today. Let's go back in time in 2013 and listen to a little bit of Richard's poem. The dust of farms and deserts, cities and plains, mingled by one wind, our breath. Breathe. Hear it through the day's gorgeous din of honking cabs, buses launching down avenues, the symphony of footsteps, guitars and screeching subways, the unexpected songbird on your clothesline. Here, squeaky playground swings, trains whistling or whispers across cafe tables. Here, the doors we open each day for each other, saying, Hello, Shalom, Buongiorno, Howdy, Namaste, or Buenos Dias. In the language my mother taught me, in every language, Spoken into one wind, carrying our lives without prejudice. 
as these words break from my lips. Within that poem, you know, he had talked about how his life changed after that moment. He was on Conan, I believe. Like, he just became such a, 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 a in-demand celebrity at that moment. I think he was on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Uh, he said that poets aren't meant to have that level of fame. It just screws with them. In order for them to write, they feel like all that fame is a lot of distractions. And it really started... I started to think it's like when Oprah gives you like a pin or, you know, or, or Michelle Obama and Barack Obama are like all over you. How does that mess with your mind at 22? You know, two books already sold out. They haven't even been released yet. Uh, LA times writing articles about, I mean, everyone is going to be over her and she will probably become the next Maya Angelou. Just the way we're treating her, you know, unless she does something, you know, that's crazy. But it was it was interesting to me the 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 point of view that that Richard had of what happens in the aftermath of the poem at a, at such a big key crucial moment like that. He mentioned that he spoke to her a few days before. He said that she had to rewrite the poem after the Capitol riots because it was already written. And then the riots happened, and then she needed to go back and revise it. And supposedly they have to give in about three poems, and it's the White House that gets to pick one of them. Very interesting look inside the process of what one of these poems does beforehand and afterhand. And listen, man, I think we have a new star here in Amanda Gorman. And uh, we had a Latina one in 2013. We have a black one here. It's a beautiful thing, man. I think poetry is making a comeback. I agree with you. I think that she is definitely a future star. I think the amount of poise, grace, and a sense of power of herself, that's what really struck me. You know, she's so grounded. Everything he said that Richard said is something I would never have considered. But yeah, fame definitely can be a killer of many things in terms of the spirit. But she strikes me as someone, she has good parents. She was raised right and she is grounded. The affirmation she says, she says for herself, that her perspective on what it is to be alive in this time suggests to me that she will use her platform to change the world. Well, that's it for this 34th episode of Brown and Black. If you would like to support this podcast, please subscribe to our show and leave a review. Your help will allow us to be heard by many more people. You can also follow our comments and opinions on at Brown Black Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and also on our YouTube channel. And we'll talk to you next time on another episode of Brown and Black.
Are you ready to turn your best ideas into a thriving online business? Introducing Shopify, your no-excuses business partner. You might not realize, but our podcast, More Than Mammies, it's a business. And we started it, of course, to talk about maternity, not to become an e-commerce expert. So yeah, we needed some help selling our merch and getting our store up and running. Another sale. Shopify is a commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. No matter if you are a garage entrepreneur or a big business, Shopify is the only tool you need to start and grow your business without the struggle. With Shopify single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere, giving you the insights you need wherever you are. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash sonoro or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash sonoro to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash sonoro. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.